And here we go. Hello, hello and welcome to season two, episode number two of the Marketing Nuggets podcast with Gabriela Ferenczi, that would be me. I'm a German and Hungarian language teacher, language coach, and I'm, I live in London in the UK and I run a, run a boutique language training company here. It's called Prolingua Global, and I specialize in working with corporate leaders in the financial services industry. Now, in January 2021, I started a passion project that I like to call Thrive Online, and it's basically a place where I share the nitty-gritty of practical modern online marketing with fellow language professionals, and this show is part of that. Now, in this marketing nugget, I'm talking to Timel Kadar. Timo is a marketing consultant at the award-winning Francis Cooper Marketing Agency, Marketing Consultancy. She has been in marketing, I think, for over 20 years. She has been involved in thousands of successful marketing campaigns. She's a lecturer at uh, London Marketing Academy, and she has organized events like uh, the Marketing Mega Hits Festival last year. It was absolutely amazing, five-day online festival. She regularly runs LinkedIn challenges where she helps people to get leads and business through their LinkedIn connections. And then more recently, she started her Your Story program, which we will also talk about here in this, uh, in this podcast. So Timel, thank you. Welcome. And thank you so much for accepting my invitation to be interviewed on the podcast. Hi, Gabriele. Hi, everyone. And thank you so much for this warm and very, very nice introduction. That's very kind of you. And I'm so excited to be here. Let's dive into those questions right away. So the very first one, what is your story? Like, yeah. how did you actually end up being such a brilliant marketing teacher and, and marketer? Thank you very much, Gabriela. So let's just say how I got this experience, which uh, is a long story, but I will cut it short. So actually, if we go back, uh, since I was five, I went to bed every night picturing a book with my name on it uh, as being the author. That was my big passion since I was five. I don't know from where, but I really wanted to be a writer. And my big, big goal was to be read by a lot of people. And you know, the funny thing is that still today, when I send a newsletter or post something, that's my same wish, right? To be read by a lot of people. And, and, and then uh, I went to university to study marketing. And then I started at a direct uh, mail company, direct marketing company, Reader's Digest, studying copywriting. And this is where I learned the profession really, uh, both copywriting and marketing, because that company had absolutely the perfect, you know, the funnel uh, targeting, um, everything, even if it was before the digital world, but that was really direct response copywriting, meaning that every word you write down has to work and has to result in, um, um, in a profit for the company. So that was really, really big. And my desire was fulfilled because a lot of people read actually what I, what I wrote, not necessarily in a book, but the direct mails. And just to cut it short, then I went on being marketing director at various um, companies. And then I started this consultancy that you very kindly uh, mentioned to, to really um, just to have businesses do the same. Yeah, so that's, that's my story. So you've seen the corporate uh, uh, story as well as now you are, you are running your own business. So you've, you've seen both basically. Absolutely, which is fascinating. 
Uh, now, because our audience is language professionals here predominantly, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about your language background in case people are wondering? Yeah, absolutely, yes. And this is, it's great that you mentioned because that's, that's really a hobby that I had also since I was, you know, I don't know, 10. This is when I started to, to study English. That was really something that I was very passionate about. But then I also studied German uh, at school, actually quite, yeah, this was at a school, then Italian and Spanish. Um, Spanish was necessary when I went to write a guidebook about Madrid, and then I realized that in Madrid you, you won't go anywhere with English, so I studied uh, Spanish. Uh, so that makes it, I think, five languages, together with Hungarian, which is my mother tongue, I'm sorry, so that's my mother tongue. But as you know, as, as you all know, the, the listeners uh, will know that in languages, if you don't practice, you, you really kind of forget. So now it's mostly English and, and, and Hungarian, really. But I'm very passionate about learning languages, for sure. Well, let's go back to, to marketing then from, uh, from languages. So what would you say? What is your more, what is the most critical skill in marketing that has made a difference in in your own marketing business actually? Yeah, if if I have to pick one, because then there must be more than one, but that, that's the challenge, let's do one then. Um, is empathy really putting ourselves into the shoes of the uh, of the prospect of the client and not just one type of prospect. But we also have to understand that there are some prospects who are not yet there. So we, are, we shouldn't only talk to those who are very, now very open and very ready to buy, but we should think of those who are not yet ready, who are skeptical, who have, you know, have had a bad experience. And really just look at ourselves uh, putting, you know, from that perspective, I think that's critical. If we can do that, if we can let the client decide and talk. If we can imagine that the client is next to me now, whenever I write something, whenever I make a decision about pricing or whatever, that, that's the most critical, I would, I would say. That's really interesting because just like last week, I had a conversation with, with someone who asked me, like, how do I write really good, like a good blog post? Like, how can I write a good blog post? Uh, and I was really, really struggling. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what can I say? And actually I ended up with saying, you need to empathize with whoever you are writing for. So it all starts with the ideal customer, right? So who are you actually, uh, who, you, who do you want to attract and who do you want to work with? But it all starts with, with empathy. And I really believe that, uh, that good marketing is rooted in, uh, in empathy. Absolutely, 100%, totally agree with you. And, and really, it, it is also, like you mentioned, the, the blog post or the, or, or the email, uh, when they can see themselves in it and they say, oh, this is about me. She's talking to you, he's talking to me. And this is why, and if we talk really about how to write a blog post, I just imagine them like, okay, I, I wrote this sentence. What is the reader thinking now? Do they have a question now? Are they, I don't know, are they reluctant? Or, you know, so all that kind of stuff, yeah, really, one of the person. So it's, uh, it all starts uh, with, with, with empathy. But then, but then why do you think that we actually struggle to write about our business in an engaging way? What is it that's really 
challenging about it for for many of us yeah that's interesting that's interesting because it, 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 what you're saying is true and and people know that okay i need to have an idea client and stuff like that probably it's not new but i would i would under, identify two things that, that stop uh, many of many of the people in not just language professionals actually but many many of the of the marketers many of the business owners from really writing engaging copy one is the curse of knowledge really. So we cannot unknow what we know, even if we try. It happens to any of us, even to me sometimes that, yeah, that that seemed to us really so obvious. But actually, if we really do that empathy job, then we realize that no, that they, they don't, they don't know it, who we are talking to. So getting, you know, getting rid of this curse of knowledge is not easy, but we should really do it. And this is where it really helps to, to talk to that idea client or to audience and understand how they uh, understand what we tell them, because then we can have some uh, very good feedback and the words they use. And this leads me to the second reason, and this is pride. Pride often gets in, in the way of good communication because we are very proud of what we know. We are very proud of using proper language. Uh, we are really uh, taught and trained in, in university and academic studies to use sophisticated and great writing. And we want to be proud of what we put on the website and everywhere else. We don't want to go down just to, you know, these very simple and short sentences, getting rid of all the jargon, or we sometimes think that, oh my God, somebody, my competitor, we read it and then it will just sound you know so you know colloquial and this is our pride and we have to get rid of that it's not about our pride it's not about uh, you know showing off how many uh, te uh, terminology or jargon we, we know we have to we have to get rid of that and we have to be fine with that I'm not writing for my competitor wow really powerful curse of knowledge genius and, and our pride, let's get it under control because that's when we can truly empathize. And it's not about us because that's what I'm hearing from you. It's not about us, it's about the client or the prospect, right? 100% absolutely and this is when they can engage so if we if we really use you know all this terminology and all these very factual things then this 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 just goes to their brain and not to their heart and then they won't be able to engage. Right. I think this is the right point to, to start talking about storytelling in, uh, in business. So I think it's quite a hype. I mean, we hear storytelling from all over the world, you know, all different people, businesses, uh, marketers. So what is, why is it so important, storytelling in business? Yes, and it's very good that you pointed out that people start to be fed up by hearing the same things that is storytelling, 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 and they just don't know how to do it. But why it's important, because it's really true. This is why they really say it. Um, first, it makes you much more memorable. People will remember your, your pitch much more. I can guarantee you that the listeners of this uh, um, program will remember that girl that I mentioned at the beginning of our talk who went to bed each um, evening picturing that book, right? That was, that was really such a memorable picture. They might not remember anything else, I hope they will, but that was very memorable. So it just makes any pitch more memorable and I can guarantee that to anyone. Uh, secondly, a lot of the people, a lot of the language professionals just don't want to talk about themselves. They just seem like, okay, do I tell that oh, how good I am and stuff like that. With a story, 
you can demonstrate how good you are without really talking about yourself because you are actually telling a story. And, and this leads probably to the third one, it, it demonstrates instead of uh, just describes. So instead of just saying that I'm so passionate about writing, let's say, I demonstrated it with an example that I really wanted to do it since I was five, right? So these are the fine lines and you could see with this example, this very short, it was two lines really. It's, it was not a huge story, but you could see it, it had a beginning, the girl always wanted to have that. And finally the desire was fulfilled. So really just to sum it up again, makes it more memorable, whatever you say, you can talk about yourself through a story, uh, through the lenses of other people, your clients, your, your, you know, the people you are with. And number three, it demonstrates what you do instead of simply describing it. Really interesting, don't just describe demonstrate and I guess this would apply to like your personal story but also your business story or the client story so there are like I guess there are so many different stories that we are just sitting on and we don't even realize absolutely and just let me just that was a very good point that actually many people just think that oh it's just the story of the company which is a good one but it's not just that these stories have already happened to people they just have to write it and just as we speak i didn't even prepare it but there's a story of this pen this is from the caledonian club where we used to meet with my network every week and you know that it's at hyde park the corner and you know what whenever i look at it and obviously i'm still meeting them online and it, whenever i look at it it reminds me of these fantastic people who are still with me every week and and support me and how much i miss them so this cheap pen just has a story and I, I posted something on LinkedIn a photo where this pen was present accidentally totally accidentally and I got the comments from the people from that network oh the pen oh the pen and this pen connected us so you see it's it's anything if you just look around your desk the objects will have their story there's so many of them so many really so yeah you're right amazing like brilliant brilliant story uh story ideas that can really help us to to think about you know uh, all the different things that we could actually we could actually share uh now so what is a story prompt as they say what is that uh, yeah is good. that a good example yes. for a story prompt yes so a story prompt and this is what we use in this program is obviously I don't know your story or the listener's story, but I can bring up a guide. It's like a director in a, in a, in, I don't know, in a film and just tell people what to think of. Just, just an idea. Okay, think of your first client. I'm just giving an example. Think of your first client. How did you meet the client? Uh, how, what was it? What was your first consultation with the client? How did it feel when you were hired? Uh, how did it feel to do the job? And I'm just asking the person through those questions to bring out that story, describe it. And the beauty here is that, you know, there's just one prompt. But if I talk to 100 people there, there will be 100 unique uh, stories. And again, the power of stories, it's unique. It's not like, obviously, in content marketing, we have the five, um, you know, I don't know, the five, because, you know, we, we give some listicle, how to do this, how to do that. Those can be copied, but the story is always unique. And the prompt helps you to focus on that one specific um, story in your, uh, in your life, in your professional life, rather than just think of too vaguely about your business. 
Really interesting. I mean, uh, you know, my mind is uh, is going crazy here. I'm I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. How could I? How could I use it? And uh, and how could I actually uh, use these questions to uh, to prompt some uh, some stories from uh, from me and of course the business itself. Uh, great, great ideas and uh, and very valuable input and advice. Now, what prompted you? So you just started this. So prompt. Speaking of story prompts, right? Yeah. What prompted you? to actually start this uh, Your Story program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. Th thank you for asking. It was, it was exactly that, just what you said, that it's repeated so many times, let's do storytelling. And usually the speaker just tells you why it's good, but what I can see is that people don't really use it. And if you look at like LinkedIn posts, we regularly analyze them. And the, the result is that the winning ones, which get the most engagement, I can speak about my profile, but also the profiles that we have access to. And just generally, you know, what you can see is always story led, always, always, not just on LinkedIn, everywhere else. Still, if you look at individual people, when I talk to businesses, they, uh, that is really missing from their uh, repertoire, the story that post. And this is, this is why, because people, okay, what is storytelling? Okay, what should I talk about? Isn't it too personal? And this is when I thought, okay, let's come up with these story prompts. Let's come up with this program. And just, you know, why don't I, you know, I always have this, this urge to help people really do it, just hold their hands, okay, you can do it and just give them all the tools. So this is how this, this program was started. I'm so passionate about that. That's amazing. And can you give us just one story prompt to, to help us thinking uh, about our story, just one? Yeah, so actually in, the, in, this, in this book, there is a, what I call a content recipe. It's like a recipe book. Yeah, that's probably another good explanation. It's like a recipe that tells you what to do, right? Um, let's talk about the troubleshooter. Um, that was, a, it has a title. And the troubleshooter is, please think of a time when a client called you or just emailed you, oh my God, I'm in trouble. I have this, this and that problem. Can you help me? It could be a client. It could have been a prospect. Everybody can adjust it. Okay. So what was it? What was it that they called you in? And what was your reaction? What did you do? And then what, what was the outcome? How the client, you know, came back to you? And, and this is just a perfect and very simple. Everybody can think, everybody, all the prompts are, you know, can be used by anybody in any industry because if you have had clients, they must have called you at some point, even in B2C or B2B, they might have had some, you know, problems in their lives. And, and this is just, you know, just focuses you to think of that very specific uh, occasion but it also includes talking about your teammates or those who support you talking about your challenges your successes your new ideas um, so there's there's a prompt for for each year when was the last time you had a new idea what was it how did you implement it what's the outcome so you see all all are about all these things what was the the last time that you 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 you, you really wanted to do something and then face some some uh, um, you know problems with that so yeah perfect wow thank you so much does, does it make sense Absolutely. And I think it's a very good idea starter, you know, that uh, so that we can have a have a glimpse. But can you just tell us a little bit about what what exactly the program is all about? Because I understand that you've got the program, but you also organize like monthly uh, storytelling, like networking uh, events. 
which anyone can drop in, right? So how, how, how does that work? What does it look like? Yes, yes. And that's very exciting. I'm so much looking forward to that. So the, so the program has some on-demand self-service elements. It has a content calendar for a whole year. And for each uh, uh, week, there is a, a storytelling post idea that do this. And you can always connect it with talking about a new product or a new service or you know whatever you want to connect it with. That's the content calendar. There's this recipe book that people get all the stories and they can just use what to cook. And third element is this uh, workshop, which ha happens roughly monthly. And I, I want to, I'm so excited, that's totally new. I want people to come and it won't be like the usual networking event where you come and talk about your, oh, I do this, this and that, I'm looking for this, this and that. But they will be in groups, get a story idea and they will talk about that to each other. So they will connect through stories and content. And at the same time, whatever they tell, they can remember and share later on as a post. So yeah, this is how, how it will go and later I can tell you how how it it you know how it works. <laughs> so not the not the usual pitches, not the usual you know what you would expect from people, but really share your story, and then this way you can connect much more closely with uh, with people. I think it's a brilliant brilliant concept. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you very much, Gabriela. <laughs> now, just to wrap this up, because these marketing nuggets are usually, so this is not the first time that we are doing the interview series, right? But so in the first season, it was all about uh, like short 10 minute, maybe 12 minute uh, um short episodes about certain practical aspects of marketing but this time we are doing now the interview series so the uh the optimal length to keep things digestible and nugget size um uh, i'd like to keep it short and concise 20 to 30 minutes uh minutes episodes and so here is i think the the right point to to ask the final question from you as sad as it is but if you could give us language professionals just like one piece of advice when it comes to our marketing efforts. What okay, one piece. Okay, uh, good challenge. Thank you. Um, it's really about be find out the the struggle of your ideal client or the audience. Go very deep with that. Don't stay superficial. Everybody in the in the competition will just repeat the very same things. They will just don't spend the time with going deep. What do I mean with that? Like just an, as an example, and I haven't done any research on that, but like a, as a language teacher, obviously your uh, prospects or your your potential clients will have you. I'm, I guess they, they might have went through a few courses and they have a lot of struggle with, you know, having this not enough confidence, I've done enough, I never get anywhere, you know, all this kind of step, uh, all this kind of stuff. Let's go deep. Why is it a problem? Why do you struggle with that? And, and let's get to those emotions that they are so frustrated. They just feel, I've already paid a lot of money on that. And they just let me know where, is it me? Is it, you know, all this kind of stuff, just giving you that, that let's not save on the time to find it out. And it's super easy. If you join the, the groups where they are, if you talk to them, then very easily you will hear it with their words and you don't even have to do copywriting. You just use their words. But that would be really a, a one piece of advice is if you know the, the real, really going to the root of their problem. And then you ask me one piece of advice, but I would probably see a, 
a little be is is obviously you also have to know where they want to get so you and you can play with this too very very well in your marketing always in copywriting and in marketing playing with the root of the problem and then the final where they would like to get uh, without staying superficial that's that's a very important bit to add Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for all these valuable insights and pieces of wisdom that, that you shared with us, Timur. Thank you, Gabriela. It was absolutely my pleasure. I love this topic and thank you very much. I absolutely love what you do. So keeping and listening your podcast and all the other stuff you do. So thank you very thank much. You. Thank pleasure. you. And we will, we will include Timur's link in the podcast notes. So do check them out and, and have a look and follow her work. And I really hope that this, was, this conversation was useful and also applicable to your marketing business. Again, my name is Gabriela Ferenzi. And if you've liked what you've been hearing, what you've been seeing, and you want to get more bite-sized episodes on the practical aspects of modern online marketing, then, then make sure you follow this podcast channel. And for more resources, you might want to visit gabrielaferenzi.com forward slash thrive online, which is where I share even more. And it's all part of the podcast notes. So you can have a look at there. Now, with that, I think there is not much else left other than to say thank you. Thank you very much, Tima. Thank you, listeners. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to those of you who are watching this on our YouTube channel. And, uh, and I will see you next time. Take care and goodbye now. Thank you. Goodbye.